Hey everyone and welcome back to Citywide Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host Max Bowen, and for this episode we are diving back into one of my favorite webcomics of all time, Let's Play. And joining me now is the creator of the title to talk about a very cool new venture she's going, uh, Leon Krasik, better known as Manji. Welcome to the show, it's cool to have you here. Thank you for having me, it's great to be here. All right. So the big news is that you are jumping into the video game world with a soon to be released title, Everdate, which is based on Let's Play and basically incorporates all the characters from that title. Um, you've got a Kickstarter going uh, well ahead of your goal and this thing will end on March 16th and we'll definitely post the links. You can check it out, become part of it and you know help support this game. But I guess the first thing I'm really wondering is what led to you to decide, hey, I'm going to make my own game? Well, I, you know, we always have a bucket list and making a game is on my bucket list. Um, and it just happened to turn out to work really well that somebody approached me, um, a group approached me saying they were interested in doing a game based on Let's Play. They originally wanted to do uh, one based off Ruminate, which is Sam's game in the world, which is similar to King's Quest. And I had suggested going thematically, why don't we do a dating game first? And so I pitched the idea of doing a visual novel slash CCG, or at least I called it a deck builder at the time, because I didn't fully understand the difference between CCG games and deck building, and I have been thoroughly educated on the topic since then. But um, I, we all kind of agreed it sounded like a really fun project, and then we just came together as a team and have been working on it. Very cool. Now, was this your first time that someone came to you and said, hey, I want to make a game based off this title? I've had a lot of people approach me that they were interested in, in making a game, um, most of which were fans or they wanted to do fan games, which is great. Some people had approached wanting to do like a professional full-time game, but I didn't have any, either I wasn't in love with our portfolio or I didn't feel like our kind of interest aligned in a, in a way that I was comfortable with. Oh. But this, this particular company, this group, when I met the lead, uh, it was hilarious because I met him at San Diego and we just conversed. We have, I think he's a year or two older than I am. And he's, our gaming history is very, very similar. Like the games we played growing up and what games we loved. And he's one of the few people I know who played Ultima Online, actually worked on the game itself. So I could I asked him about various things of Ultima Online. He's like, Oh yeah, I was there when that happened and stuff like that. So it was like it was like meeting somebody when the old lore was written, you know, and just kind of getting to being wax poetically about the nineties nostalgia and stuff. Okay. It was great. Nice. All right. Uh, so this, uh, so this company always imagine. I know that uh, that it, it's uh, it's uh, the two of you working together. What's your role going to be? So I am doing the majority, if not all, of the art assets for it. Uh, me and my team. Uh, it's the same ladies that I had working on the comic with me, and um, I'm also doing the writing as well. So like any interactions with characters, the visual novel aspect, I am doing. The writing for that, keeping it legit to the story. Um, it's not canonical, but I did want it to be authentic in terms of the staying true to their personalities and everything. Um, and then I am doing, uh, I had a pretty big push for how the card system is designed, the mechanics. Um, so when it comes to development, I'm not fortunately programming anything. <laughs> 
at least not at this time. That's not to say it's not going to happen, but um, it is very nice in that I have that background and it's easier for me to put in words to explain to the team what I would like and ways that they can understand rather than just doing this, you know, intangible concept and things. I could say, oh, just use like, you know, forgive my scope creep, but use this and do that and do this programming. What about this, you know, library? And so it just, it helps a great deal. All right. So um, I want to talk about the story of the game. So the story of mm-hmm. Let's Play, it focuses on uh, Sam Young. She's a developer and video game creator. You know, she's kind of exploring this world for like uh, for uh, the first time. And of course, there's a strong, there's a strong uh, romantic component to it as well as the mm-hmm. different guys in her life. Does this story kind of factor into the game itself or are you, did you create like a whole new story for it? It is basically a whole new story for the characters. And it's not just about Sam. You can pick as any one of the 12 base characters for the game to play as and date any one of the other 11 characters, of course, depending on the sexuality and their preferences. Um, this isn't like The Sims. You can't flirt with people until they like you. <laughs> there is there is some const- some restrictions in that regard um but like you could play as you could play as abe as you, if you want and and court all the ladies have a nice harem going but in terms of like um you know like if you want the end game there's only two options for polyamory and so it's abe's not one of them but if you wanted to do the end game relationships you would have to pursue one romantic interest but that doesn't mean you can't like you know, explore the other characters, see what they have to offer and go on a date here and there with, with what have you. And, and, uh, there is one character in the game who does not like that. And that's probably pretty evident in the comic, um, due to his jealous nature, but, um, it is, you're not restricted, I guess is what I'm saying. I feel like this is going to make a lot of, um, uh, fan fiction just come to life. I hope so. I hope it is the most tasteful fan fiction and everything. I mean, like, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I enjoy fan fiction and I encourage it. I mean, that's, you know, as long as everybody's, you know, shown in a healthy and respectful way and not in a damaging way, of course, goes without saying. But um, I do enjoy it, especially fan art. I love fan art. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. Uh, And you must get tons of just uh, fan fiction submissions and fan art. Have you ever had any that really, like, stood out to you? Um, I mean, I've had – I actually have a very good friend who is a writer um, in her spare time, and I have commissioned her to write fan fiction for my Patreon. So – and it's it's only exclusive to my Patreons because I just – I don't – you know, I want it to be – I can't always create content for it because when I'm working on the comic, it's very, very busy. So, but the nice thing is, is that her work is amazing and I really enjoy it. And uh, we're, we are discussing the option of actually putting her fan fiction in print and selling it as a book for the naughty tier in the volume four Kickstarter. So you actually get some prose, some, some written, um, sauciness for the story Ooh! Yes. all right tell yes. me about the tiers for the kickstarter so the different tiers are you of course have the base game tier where you just get the digital version of the game and you get uh you know a few digital goodies uh there are other tiers as it goes up um i don't exactly remember all the numbers exactly but in terms of the tiers we have tier that offers standees um, and bases 
where you can set the scene, has the background on the coffee shop. We have producer tiers if you want to be a senior executive producer, all that stuff. Um, all the tiers come with perks, additional perks. The um, I think the, I believe it's executive producer means that if you back that, which is the highest tier, you get access to every add-on we make for the game from here, from here until until the second coming i guess i don't know but um so it's it's uh i get asked often why i do kickstarters and i think it's for me i love doing kickstarters you know because you get access to all this exclusive content you get it first you get you know i can't tell you how many board games i've backed and if i don't do the whole like oh you get metal coins instead of a cardboard coins which is the standard then i get very disappointed if i don't get that so it's I love giving fans the option to get the nice, unique, uh, exclusive stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, um, I know that you've done a lot of Kickstarters in the past for the print editions of the comic. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Was there any, like, new things to learn doing the Kickstarter for the video game? Yeah, so one of the things that was interesting to learn was the standard release of the game is for PC and mobile, iOS and Android. And we wanted to do, since you have to program and build the system, modify it in order to be compatible with like Xbox and Switch and stuff, we decided to make those stretch goals in order to have the funding to do so. And one of my concerns was if we do this unlock, do people have to buy it separately for each game system? But the nice thing is, is that as of right now, as far as I am aware, we're, when you redeem the code, when the game is ready to release, you pick what system you want it for. So whatever systems we unlock during the Kickstarter, which we only have one left, which is a Switch at 175. I think we're at 163 now. Um you want to go and say, get it unlocked on the switch. You go to redeem your code. You can select that. And I think that's, that's awesome to me. And I think that would be wonderful. I wish that was available on the, some of the Kickstarters I backed. <laughs> I know. Right. So. When I was uh, looking at the systems, I, now I'm, I've long been a PS guy and I didn't see mm -hmm. that. I thought, ah, oh, no, I have to buy something new or just get on my phone or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it's never going to happen, but the problem is, is PS is just its own creature in terms of the programming mm -hmm. compatibility, and it's such a slog to get through that, and so much work. Now, if Sony was to approach us and say, we love the game, we would love to have it on our system, here is the funding in order yeah. to make that happen, <laughs> then that would be different, but right. we have not had such offers and courting at this time. So it was really a dev decision of us going, do we want to devote time to these other systems? Mm -hmm. And put PlayStation to the side and hope that it's something we add much later. So. Well, well, if the guys at Sony are you know listening, guys, this is a good game to pick up. You know, something to think about. Blank check them. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to uh, discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. So, how will this game work exactly? You mentioned before you got a, one of the twelve characters from the game. How mm -hmm. do you play it? So you would play it as. You create a new save, essentially, and you decide what character you're going to play as. Say, I'm going to play as Sam. And you have a world map. You can go around. You can go about your day. You can meet various characters, go to the coffee shop, go to work. You see where characters are on the map that you've met. You interact with them. Sometimes you just bump into characters and, uh, you know, at the dog park or what have you. 
And then you start off conversing with them. That's the visual novel aspect. You get to learn them, get to know about them. This is based on the comic, but we are treating the game as a standalone. We're going to introduce these characters as if nobody has ever played the game or read the comic before. So people are not familiar with it can still enjoy this game. Um, And then you get to to know the characters, get to learn their likes, dislikes, um, their hobbies, things they're passionate about. And then once you get closer learning about the characters, then you are given options to go on dates with them. And when the decision is made, you plan your dates and your dates has, as of right now, three stages. You pick either three locations or uh, one location for all three stages, which might lead to it being a little bit stale, which is a mechanic that will be added in. But, you know, you, you, plan things accordingly and then you make your date deck and your date deck is has cards that are specific to you as a character so sam's cards would be there in there for her specifically they would also have general cards uh which would every character has access to and if you're going on a date with say umed um and who is uh, asexual, you probably wouldn't want to pack a lot of sexuality cards in your deck if you're going to go on a date with them because that would not be to his liking and plan your dates accordingly. So um, then you go on the dates, the date themselves are different locations and the locations have objectives, actions, topics that you play your debt, your cards towards to meet the objective before the time runs out. And you don't have to, some objectives have a negative effect if you ignore them or if you don't resolve them quickly enough. Some have no effect. Others might have positive if you ignore. Like if a topic of sexuality comes up within your, on a date with Umed, it's probably best to ignore it because he wouldn't want to approach it. So you kind of have to respect the character's own, own boundaries and personalities and things like that. And I, I love visual novels. I mean, I grew up playing text-based games, which isn't a visual novel, but it is a lot of reading and, and lore. Um, but I didn't want dating to just be a walkthrough of pointing and clicking the right thing every time. I Dates are spontaneous. They're random. Some things go well, other things don't. And so I wanted the date to be a challenge. And that's where the CCG game came in. And I played Magic the Gathering since I was 11. So it's... It's near and dear to my heart, CCC games. Yeah, I, I I was thinking as you were describing this, I, I, I was thinking, huh, this is a lot like a magic kind of game. So definitely a fair amount of strategy here. Yeah, I mean, there's the, it, we don't want it to be too complex because I like, think a lot of readers wouldn't want a very complex strategy game. But there's also, we're planning different difficulties to the game. If you really are a huge CCG buff, you can tweak it to, you know, take tickling and checking the right buttons for uh checking the right boxes for you and um you know it if i had to compare it to anything in simplified terms i would say it'd be like playing hearthstone only instead of the person sitting across across from you is not your opponent they are your partner and there is a third player you're competing against that would be the closest thing i can compare it to Okay. Did it take a while to just to work out the mechanics of how the game was, was going to flow? Yeah. I mean, we actually had to go back to the writing board at least once because it's dating. We didn't want it to be adversarial because a lot of CCG games is combat. You're doing damage to the other. You're defeating opponents. 
that doesn't really make for a lot of romantic interludes, I would say. So I don't know. They we, do say, I mean, the song goes, love's a battlefield. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it doesn't need to be. <laughs> also, not, not, not a literal battlefield. Yeah, not a literal <laughs> battlefield. So, um, so there was there was discussion of like originally it was a thought that like your your date partner would play a card and then you play a card in response and then it's almost like a party game of like playing off each other and, but it still seemed too adversarial like you could thwart their efforts and they could thwart yours um, so one of the devs uh, who I was also helping design the game was like let's what about a third player or like a third objective party sort of thing and that's where they came up with the date uh perspective having topics actions things that the players are working that the the player and the partner it's a single player is working together to try to achieve those objectives in a in a wholesome and and fun way Hmm. and i think that felt I mean, when we were doing the demo video, originally it was you were ticking down damage because, like, like hearts can only take so much. And I was just like, I, I was watching the animations. I'm like, that makes me uncomfortable, like losing hearts. And I understand it's like supposed to be a health mechanic, but I was like, what if we are, what if instead of that number on the heart is how much damage it can take? What if that's how much love it can take? So you're adding hearts to it. And if it has an eight there, it can't take eight damage, but it can only sustain eight affection, you know, like it can only, it's only so effective to a point. And I think we all agreed that was a much better idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds like if, if I'm getting this right, it sounds like you could, if you make the wrong calls, pack the wrong cards, you could lose um, effectively. Yeah. I mean, you can, like I used Umed as example, you know, you don't want to pursue sexual based topics with him because he is not comfortable in doing so. And, and in that regard, you could, if you're not meeting the objectives or you're doing it poorly or not respecting the, the boundaries of your partner, you will fail. And I'm a big believer in failing forward so that people are not punished and for, you know, random BSRE. Um, Cause it can be pretty, pretty rough sometimes in some games. Um, but if, if players are just blatantly playing it, iris- no irresponsibly and disrespectfully then they will not succeed um but there is at least one character her name is vicky and she's an empath and all the care i didn't mention it but all the characters they do have cards that go in their own specific deck but they have cards that they put in the deck themselves in the date deck so like sam might her anxiety might get triggered and as a team the two have to overcome it you have to address it immediately it's like pulling a creeper out of a flux deck and Vicky is an empath and if you fail to achieve the objective of your emotional and defeat it uh, in this regard she'll end the date immediately oh wow because she can't take it she can't take it she's probably gonna be one of the hardest characters in the game to date um but probably one of the most rewarding like she's an angel she's a divine being almost Hmm. (laughs) so who would you say is a good character to start with uh, I would say Abe is very good. He is mature, um, respectable. He's very, um, he really has his shit together, I guess is the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Not, definitely. And, and I think that 
when it comes to dating, he would definitely be easy mode. Uh, in terms of female characters, that would be a challenge. Uh, yeah. Monica, probably. Monica, she's her stats is she's a high sexuality character. She's very confident. Um, her weaknesses are, I think, easier for people to understand and to deal with. And uh, she's a bisexual character, so she has a very large uh, selection to choose from. <laughs> Interesting, because I was thinking Monica would be would be one of the more challenging ones because uh, her character, for the folks who aren't who aren't familiar, she is an influencer. So her yes. whole existence is kind of like built for the character that she's trying to be. As we see in the comic, when she stops being that, when she's just her her own person, it's very very different. Yep. So she's got layers, and I felt like with her, she's she a character does. that you got to peel back those layers, and that's gonna be hard because she's gonna be naturally maybe a little guarded because she's like, okay, they want me or the character that they've seen. Right. Uh, I mean, I think for her, she's easy. It's easier for her to say, "This is who I am," mm. you know, and just be like, "If this is a problem." That's your problem, not mine. Ah, like, yeah. She's very much like, I am not responsible for your opinion of me. And <laughs> I think she always does want to put her best face forward. And I think to her, her makeup, her, you know, her dye job, her everything. It's like her armor. You know, she ah. wears these things. But she doesn't hide behind it always. Mm -hmm. And I think when she showed herself to Marshall, it was to prove to him that, you know, we, we do hide ourselves sometimes. But does she use her her makeup as a mask or does she use it as her armor and she's trying to learn it to use it more as armor i see every day I see. yeah and i liked how you also brought in some of the side characters too i mean of course you yes. have all the main characters uh sam marshall charles mm -hmm. monica but you also yeah. have a lot of the other characters that we don't see quite as much of were you right. able to kind of build on them for the game yeah i mean i i had created so when i create or when I'm a fan of a series, I always love supporting characters more than the main characters. I don't know why it is. That is, it always works out that way. And um, when I created all these supporting characters, I had all these backstories and information about them. And I thought I was going to be able to give it a chance to explore them in the story. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way um, for a multitude of reasons. But now with the game, I'm able to show that. And that's that's what really excites me. Like, I can show Dean... San Martin more and like who is he like he we also know he's another personality online so is is Dean San Martin who he really is you know every character in the stories has their own demons that they deal with what are his you know and getting getting to see that and Eva is another interesting character um you know if I was to boil her down to an archetype I would say she's the bratty archetype archetype Sundere would be another reference but She's also hurting a lot, and we can see that in the game and and help her grow and help her just in general. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun exploring these characters. And I think that, you know, if we reach all the stretch goals in the game in the in the Kickstarter, which there are gender swap versions of them, I don't know if we're going to make it all the way up there. Wow, um, which would be cool. literally all the genders swapped. Sam is a. a <laughs> <laughs> originally a girl would be a guy yeah um which would be interesting dynamic seeing her personality in a male male character but um i would say if we got all the stretch goals and everything unlocked 
there would be, I believe, over 50 dating options in this game. And that I don't think any other dating game even comes close to that. Yeah, definitely. So definitely a lot of options to play the game again and again and again. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and that's also the CCG mechanic. It's like I can see people screaming at their phone, just let me love you during a date because it's like rng is not working ai is not clicking or whatever and oh, i say man. ai it's it's not in, in a bad way but you know so uh, if like i'm on the bus and i see some poor guy just screaming why won't you love me i'll be like i know what he's doing love it. yeah yeah possibly so um so yeah it's it's it, i think it'll be I'm looking forward to playing it in its full capacity. Yeah, I think it's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, have you had the to chance to try out any uh, versions of it yet? So we have actually a printed version, a physical version. Oh, okay. Or tabletop, because uh, we do hope for it to be a tabletop game in the future. We're actually kind of working backwards um, in a way. And uh, so we want to, when we were testing the mechanics, we had it in print. So you can print it out, put it sleeves, oh, stuff like cool. that. And I say print, it's not pretty, like it's <laughs> testing. I, I I get you. I get you. Um, so we we have we have played it in that regard. There is a working engine now. Um, it's of course doesn't have its face, um, but we are hoping to really get into the weeds of testing it in the next week. So I could see this yeah. being a very fun party game as a physical version. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of discussion that we've had, which is like, you know, in the game, in the digital version, your partner sits across from you as you're playing the different objectives. And so we were like, how do we design the cards if the objective cards are in the center and because the partner can't read them because they'd have to keep spinning them back and forth to see what the objective is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do they have to sit across from the table? This is a dating game. Let them sit next to you. And then it was just like, yeah, you're right. Why do they? That's adversarial in and of itself is to have them sit across from you like an opponent. Why not sit next? Yeah. Now, you mentioned so. going through a few a few uh, different versions of the game. Were they all mm-hmm. kind of in the same ballpark or did you have these weird uh these um uh, these like radically different ideas? No, they probably they pretty much been all in the same ballpark. Um like I said, it was more like trying to come up with a mechanic that was ccg that would appeal to those types of gamers but also um new and fresh enough that it wasn't like oh this is just another copy paste sort of thing Mm -hmm. so we were always playing with in the same field the entire time so far who is going to be your first character to uh try and go out with if i'm playing sam it's going to be monica if i'm playing monica it's going to be sam (laughs) (laughs) That's my that's actually my my guilty ship. Um fair enough. I I mean I would probably gosh, I would probably play Abe if I'm honest. I yeah. love Abe. And I think I would love to play as Abe. Um I'm probably going to test the heck out of this and I have a number of friends who love CCG games and are horribly addicted to Marvel Snap right now. And um, they are also planning on testing. And I, they are very good at finding bugs in games. So good. I'll be interested yeah. to see what they come up with. Yeah. yeah. The last thing you want is to put the game out and realize, oh, yeah, we didn't do this, 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 and this. 
Yeah, I don't want to do, I don't want to take a page out of Microsoft's version of beta testing, which is full release, but um, I would like to, I mean, it's so hard to find everything these days with bugs and, and everything, but I think the Tev team is very on top of stuff. And I think that if there is a bug that pops up, we would be more than happy to fix it. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. All right. Um, So I know that, um, as you mentioned earlier, this is a long-time dream of yours. Is it how you envisioned it? So far, yeah. Yeah. Yes, so far. I mean, I think, you know, I never envisioned Let's Play to become what it became. I thought it was going to be a a breakout comic that would just kind of get my work in front of a few eyes and help start my professional career as a comic creator. I didn't realize it was going to be as much of a hit as it became. And I'm very fortunate in that regard. Um, so I am hoping that the game achieves the same success. Um, ultimately, I hope people have fun with it. And um, I love games. I still enjoy them. Even to this day, I grew up playing them. And in my 40s, I still love playing them. Um, and... I would like for other people to just have that block out of a day that they could just play unplug by plugging into this. Game. <laughs> I was going to say what <laughs> I say unplug from media, like news ah, there you um, go. and just, you know, have fun. That's my hope. I was curious just with like the fan base around let's play. Does that make you more cautious when it comes to developing a game, knowing how many, how many folks are going to be likely to play it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I learned like within the first, I would say, 15 episodes of Let's Play, I say episodes, chapters, um, that a lot of the readership was there because it was a romance, not because of gaming. And I could easily go into the weeds of gaming references, terminology, programming terminology, Sam's a programmer. I could, I could go balls to the wall and all that. But I realized I would probably be alienating about 80% of my readership. Because they're not into that. They want to read a romance. And so I had to find a happy middle ground of telling a romance story and also including gaming. And when it came to developing a game, I think the visual novel aspect kind of ties the comic. You're learning about the characters, lore, there's a story. Um, With the CCG game you're adding a mechanic that allows people to be involved, to encounter, to interact, all of those things. Hmm. Um, So I didn't want it to go, I definitely wanted different levels of difficulty. So if you really did want to go all into the gaming aspect, you could, but also if you wanted to be casual, that was an option as well. What are you hoping people get out of this game? Is it a chance to kind of grow as people or is it just a bit of fun? Grows people, hopefully. Um, I mean, we see a lot of the weaknesses the characters deal with, and we're also working and consulting with therapists and experts um, for many games that could possibly be implemented in the game to teach players how to overcome the same situation. So if Sam's anxiety is provoked, what would be a good mini game that we can also help teach players to remember if they are in the same situation, whether it be some sort of rhythm game that might help with breathing exercises or um, soothing music or visual stimulation of some kind. So I'm hoping that 
people can grow and help find some old some of their own therapy, I guess, in the game. But also learn about characters, learn about people's different walks of life, their struggle, their loves, their interests, interests, how to communicate. Um, I mean, there's also there's the languages of love that came out as a book, and there's a lot of articles and things. We don't touch on that in this this game because, of course, that's all trademarked, but it is kind of implied in some regards. So learning how to communicate with people in a way that they feel is the best way to show affection to them, I think will help other readers as well. Okay, well, Manji, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it and definitely looking forward to uh, checking out this game. Personally, I think I'm going to try and play as Marshall because I feel like he and I, personality-wise, we're kind of similar, but maybe Abe because I feel like Abe is just that, like, old reliable, you know? Yes, You can't go wrong with Abe. Old reliable, yeah. I mean, Marshall's got a lot of comedy in his deck. Oh, okay. Well, geez. (laughs) Then I'm not going to go well with that. (laughs) <laughs> I well, he's from... got a lot of innuendos and quips and oh, things like boy. that. So, oh boy, yeah. A- you know what, Abe? We'll start with Abe then. That's a little easier. There you for go. Me. Old, reliable. That's and right. and I think for me, the first first one I would probably go out with is maybe Sam because I always loved her as yeah. a character. Is this a chance to get to know the characters better than you would just by reading the comic? Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you get to learn. Like we we know next to nothing about Dean because we he's such he's a supporting character but mm-hmm. almost a tertiary character so now we get to learn about his interests and all that kind of stuff so it's there there's going to be lore in this game it's not a continuation of the story it's not canonical but it is the information about the characters is the fact that it's not canonical is like breaking hearts I'm sure because we were like no no this is my chance to like make it official. <laughs> Yeah, but this is where you get to have fun, right? Exactly. This is all headcanon, fanships. Exactly. I think I think that it's a playground, you know, let fans have fun. Well, Manji, thanks again for doing this. If it's before March 16th, the Kickstarter is still going. You can jump on, be a supporter, multiple levels. And uh, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the, with the comic, well, you know where to go. Webtoon, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very long-running story. It's very in-depth, well-written, and touches on a lot of important issues. So definitely check that one out too. And uh, also print editions. You also have the print comics. You can get those through Amazon. Yes. I think I'm going to be doing some shopping later on. I think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> Thanks again, Manji, and uh, looking forward to the next uh, conversation. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, this is singer Kate Eppers, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. And that brings this episode to a close. Thanks to everyone for listening. And be sure to follow the show on Facebook at Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram at Citywide Max. You can reach me at citywidemax at yahoo.com to suggest a guest or submit music for the Blackout Collection playlist. You can find the show wherever you check out your favorite podcasts. And new episodes are aired every Saturday at 10 p.m. EST on Boston Free Radio. That's all for now. And I'll see you next time.